Uh, okay, the date today is 26th of the 3rd, 16. Um, could you give me your name, please? Yes, yeah, Sonia Julia. So, how did you become involved in the punk scene? I think the first thing was my sister, three years older than me, was into all the Bowie stuff and everything. And then she started getting into the punk music. So I already had that a little bit of that going on at the house. And then it was the Woodcraft folk that was involved with my friend Debbie. And we went up to one of the international camps in the Malvern Hills in about, oh my God, what year was that? About, I can't remember, 1979, 80, probably around there. I was, I was still at school. And um, we met up with somebody that I'd met the year before at a camp and he was really punky, his name was Alan. And she fell in love with him, he fell in love with her, she was 14, he was a bit older. And that was it then, we were just all best mates and he lived in Wigan. We obviously lived in Milton Keynes in Bletchley. And he used to come down and bring all his music down. We'd go and stay up there because he was a punk DJ in a trucks nightclub, which was a punk nightclub. And the um, disco, he, he ran it from the actual tr an actual truck that was in the in the club. And we was up there at the weekends, and that's how I kind of got into it. And then met loads of friends and just evolved from there. Yeah, Stuff. I was kind of I wasn't um, a full on sort of punk. I was more I was kind of a bit of a tomboy anyway. So I was kind of jeans, maybe ripped jeans. I used to sometimes spray bleach at the <laughs> syringe and stuff, and um, scruffy t-shirts. I didn't. I weren't one of them punks that kind of went out and bought a lot of uh, made clothes that I found were quite expensive from London and all of that. I was kind of just do my own stuff really. And yeah, hair, yeah, hair was um, started off just cutting it off short and spiky, then it was the bleach, and then it was Catwoman hairstyle, which my friend Alison Bancroft had to sort out for me because Mark Mason fucked it up. <laughs> Basically. So can you so, explain what Catwoman hair right, style well, is? Catwoman, she came from the um, Rock and Roll Swindle, which was obviously the Sex Pistols and Malcolm McLaren's film. And basically she had like a skinhead, but with two little wings at the side. They're like wink bits, they're like cat's ears sticking up. So um, it was like that really, which was always a bugger to get up with hairspray and safe and stuff. <laughs> so was hairspray your, your mode of spiking or did you... Soap a lot of the soap. time and I tried gel, but... The thing that would actually keep it up more was um, hairspray, but they did used to flop. Mm. And in the end, I had to come off. <laughs> yeah, I had my nose pierced. Alison pierced my nose one, one day, and well, it used to just pierce my own ears. So that sort of thing, but nothing over the top. Maybe a dog collar. So you were kind of more the, the like homemade yes. side yeah. of the punk. Yeah. yeah, and I never had a pair of DMs, could never afford them. Always wore monkey boots. <laughs> Good old monkey, monkey boots. Monkey boots, all converse back in the day when they were about two quid off Fletchley Market. We just made do with whatever we had, really. I had a few friends from school that were punks, I used to hang out with them, but kind of in my last year at school, I used to go around Alison and Dave's flat in Fletchley. It was one of my regular haunts. Um, Melrose Flats to a girl called Lindy and with Mark Mason and Steve Martin and Conrad and loads of people like that. But then as for the music, and people used to hang around my house as well. It's like a regular place for people to come around and, and chill out and listen to music and that. But the music venues were vast, really. We were spoilt, really, because we had the Compass Club in Bletchley, the joint of Pear Tree Bridge, and that's when I started expanding out and meeting more people because uh, people were coming into Milton Keynes and then... It was a bigger community of um, punks and people that were into music that would meet up. 
And we had um, Woofton Campus, the, um, not the joint, God, what was that called? The Pits. Um, where else was there? I'm sure there was other venues. I used to go over to Elsby Friars quite a lot, Dunstable. Sometimes I venture down to London to go. There's loads of little little venues down there, putting punk bands, really good scenes, and um, there were Crawford Arms in Wolverton. I think the Queen Vic as well had a place there for a while. That was so. There's lots of little local places putting on. I think, and they, they started the festivals at the Campbell Park, um, Global Global Day, and. The thing with the music, it was more of about a movement as well. It was about anti-war, anti-violence. A lot of local bands, but then there were other bands coming in to, to Milton Keynes. As you... Milton Keynes was growing mm -hmm. and um, other bands were coming in from different areas and playing. And um, I used to see loads of the local bands, but then would go out as well to Aylesbury and different places to see, and Wigan and wherever really, to go and see other bands, Manchester, London. Yeah, there was um, Ethnic Minority, uh, fictitious. Um, I can see them all, just can't remember the names. <laughs> 40 years on. <laughs> <laughs> the old memories going, um, God, there were so many. And we just, just used to go and watch all, all of them, really. At the city centre, we had criminal records up there where a lot of the punks used to hang out, we used to meet up there. Plus old Stevie was working in Virgin Records, so we used to go and see him up there as well, and he'd get a lot good music in, punk music and stuff. And um, down in Bletchley, there was a, was it FL Moors, I think it was, the little corner shop we used to go down there and go and get our singles for 50p. Because a lot of the punk singles that bands, little bands had made themselves, they kept the prices down and they sold them at a reasonable prices and, that, and they'd get them in at FL Moors for us. And they had little posters in and they were really, really good. Um, plus Woolworths. Sometimes you'd get some bargains in Woolly Old Woolies in Bletchley, and you'd get all your um, posters as well. And fanzines was a big thing back in the day. People do local fanzines. Yeah. I remember look, looking at loads of them. I can't remember what they were called. I stayed with my own sort of values and thoughts, I think. And yes, yeah, some people used to call them the plastic punks when people went off buying all the expensive gear and everything. It did. It did start to change. Um, I always had my own sort of political thoughts on things of anti-war, used to go on all the, the, the marches and everything and I liked that movement, the anti-vivisection on animals for the sake of women's beauty products and all that crap. Mm. Um, the anti-war, what religion was doing to people at the time, I've got nothing against religion myself, but at the time it was a, a big thing of what people were following and how it was dividing people uh, um, and causing wars and poverty. And... Um, so I liked that, I liked the songs with those messages. Yeah, I mean, I came I from a, quite a political family anyway. My dad was a real lefty, a communist in fact. But, um, so I already, already had that background and we used to go off to all the different peace marches and do leafleting for the local peace campaign. So that was already in my heart. And so when I found this movement, it's like, wow, I really fit in here. And it didn't just feel like you were going to watching bands. You were part of a movement, you were part of a group of people who, even though people might have been scared of us because we all looked a bit crazy to other people, we were actually all the most peaceful people you could find on the planet. And still are. If, to this day, the people, the old punks that I see, still got the same heart, still got the same values, still down-to-earth, decent, salt-of-the-earth people. And that, for me, was the thing. It's just you felt like you were part of a big group of people that just wanted the same for everyone in the so, world. I don't think I've had anything really bad from the, from the Joe Bloggs public. 
what did happen though was that a few of the gigs, especially going over to, oh that was another venue, the Road Manger in Northampton was a really good one for bands. But when we went over there and Aylesbury Friars, there was quite a big skinhead um, follow, uh, go, movement then as well, who were obviously, some of them were like neo-Nazis. And they would chase the punks, because they, they turned on the punks, they turned on the mods. And I can remember being chased by a load of skinners from uh, the road vendor, uh, with, was with Mark Mason and Dave Paul. Dave Paul managed to, with his long legs, he was off. Uh, Mark jumped, jumped over a wall and hid, and that just left me running down the road, followed by a whole gang of bloody <laughs> skinheads shouting at me, because I was shitting myself. But when they caught up with me, they realised I was a girl and said, oh, it's a girl. And off they went. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so that sort of thing. And then in Aylesbury, same thing, like bully boy skinheads, I'm afraid to say. And yet in Milton Keynes, we had a big group of skinheads who kind of left us alone because they sort of seen us, we'd all grown up together. So they kind of left us alone. But I still hated what they stood for. But would kind of talk to them and just, you know, acknowledge them. And they kind of let us get on with it, so I never had any trouble with Skinners and Milton Keynes. But um, obviously hated what they were about, they were about and their values and everything. But apart from that, never really had any, nothing really offensive from people. They just <laughs> laughing at my crazy hair. <laughs> my mum was a bit shocked because I had really, really long hair, but she was fine. And then the next time I, I came back and it was... Um, <laughs> Barrett and Gaynor had dyed my hair bleached blonde but they'd kept it on for longer than I wanted and they said no you're not going and locked me in the flat until it was bright white and I went home with it bright white and my mum's face she nearly fell over and then I sort of had my nose pierced and went for all the earrings and it just you know sort of full-on punk and um, she got used to it pretty quickly she they realised that there was a nice lot of people coming around and they, they got they understood the scene and what we was about and everything and just end up people used to just come around my house anyway and enjoy it and, and they loved it. They loved having all the young people around and no matter what they looked like. <laughs> kind of they were very accepting. In fact Stevie did move in with us for a little while because his mum was quite upset with him when he dyed his hair, so he moved in to the ambulance in our back garden. Only lasted one night and he went home the next day. <laughs> He right. dyed his hair and his mum was so upset because he'd dyed his hair and it was all punky and like crazy spiky and she had got really upset so he, he off he went. I don't know if he actually, she actually asked him to leave or whether he left but they'd had a big row and he came around very upset and my mum, like she would always do, said, never mind, have a glass of sherry, a cup of tea and a bacon sandwich. And then he said, can I stay here? So she said, we said, yeah. I mean, he could have stayed in the house but he chose to stay in the ambulance in the garden. <laughs> So what was the ambulance about? What was, oh, uh, what was Explain my, that to me. My dad had an old ambulance that used to drive around everywhere as our van, you know. And then when it broke down, rather than take it to the scrapyard, he just reversed it down to the bottom of our garden, which was a huge garden. And that's when we were little and it became like our ambulance. We used to pretend we were doctors and nurses and, you know, driving this ambulance. Because as we were older, it became a bit of a party, party piss-up house. <laughs> <laughs> and people just used to come around and chill in the garden and... We just all end up crashing in the ambulance. <laughs> it wasn't glamorous. It was like an old tent, yeah. But no, it was fun. I think I moved on from punk because, just because of who I met at the time. And then he was more into like the folk stuff and world music. And I sort of went off to those sort of festivals and things. But obviously, was like punk and, and the um, values behind it has always, always been in my heart. I listen to the, some of the words now, the songs, and it's still... Still the same. We're still fighting for the same cause. 